खिलाफत के अमी हम हैं अमानत हम संभालेंगे जो नेमत छिन वी बिलीव इन इक्वेलिटी ऑफ ह्यूमन बीइंग्स इन द रूल ऑफ लॉ एंड वी आर अगेंस्ट ऑल टाइप्स ऑफ ऑपरेशन वेलकम टू द एमकेए यूएसए वाइब रन बाय मजलिस कुदामल अहमदिया यूएसए America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. We're here to share a weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected imams and wisdom from different sources. Khalifa ke labon se jo gulo jo har bikharte hain اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر फॉग इज एन इंटरेस्टिंग फिजिकल फनामिन वेन देर इज फॉग इवन द मोस्ट फेमिलियर प्लेसेज even the street that you live on looks strange and foreign once i was lost in fog i went climbing a mountain and on the way back there was heavy fog and the fog was so thick that every step that i took i did not know if it was in the right direction or wrong but nonetheless i kept walking in this thick fog after some time i realized that i had lost my way because i came upon my own foot tracks in the snow i had made a full circle on the mountain trying to find my path so i decided there is better to camp the night and hope that tomorrow in the morning the fog subsides so that's what i did i spent the night on the mountain and in the morning when i wake up there was still fog but soon in a matter of few minutes the sun broke through and the fog lifted and at that moment i realized that i had spent the entire night only 10 feet away from the path the reality is that many people in the world today are living in this proverbial fog they are looking for a path they are looking for a way but they find themselves making circles and at the time of youth this fog seems to be at full strength if you look up youth in any dictionary or a definition of it you will find the most splendid words used to define it for example the words such as vigor strength freshness 
and the ability to acquire knowledge will all be used to express and explain the time of youth. And the reality is we even, those who experience youth, look at this time as the most enjoyable of our lives. Even those who grow old look back at their time in the youth and look of it as a golden time. Unfortunately, some think that this time is also for fun and games. And they spend their entire youth in this idea that they must acquire all the benefits, all the pleasures while in this golden time. And when they grow old, that is the time they can turn towards God. Yet we find that those who find God in their youth are the ones who become beacons of light, not only for the youth, but for all people to follow. And as the Holy Quran says in the first verses that are recited, the translation of those is that by the fleeting time, we are at a loss. <coughs> Except those who believe and do good works and exhort one another to accept the truth and exhort one another to be steadfast. So Allah Ta'ala is clearly saying that by the time we are losing, unless we believe and do good works and are truthful and patient. Now, you must have heard this term many times being thrown at you. You only live once, YOLO. And this term is used mostly by youth. And it will be used in the context of being indulging in the world. When somebody is vacationing in, a, in an exotic island or just bought the most expensive piece of hardware, they'll post a picture of it and they'll say, you only live once. And it is very rare that you'll find somebody posting doing something good and saying you only live once. That although I've realized that I am going to live once and I have this sense of urgency, I must use this time for the goodness to serve God and humanity. Now, as I had said that those who find God in their youth are beacons of light, examples for us to follow. Let's turn toward those who found God in their youth. I'll begin by relating an incident in which a woman was walking in the streets of Kufa. And she was carrying water on her back. And she was grasping for air because of the heavy weight that she had on her. So a stranger to her approached her and asked to help her with her load. So she readily accepted the offer and the stranger took the water from her and started carrying it for her. When they arrived at this woman's house, the stranger went in and put the water down and saw that there were a few small children in the house. Upon this, the stranger inquired that, don't you have anyone to help you with these 
heavy tasks of bringing water. At this, the woman said that my husband was a soldier and he died. And now I am left to care for myself and my children. Upon hearing this, the stranger left. But that night, the stranger was unable to sleep. This whole night, he kept thinking of this single mom with children and how nobody was there to help her. The very next morning, when he woke up, he took a basket, filled it up with flour, with dates, with dry meat, and took it to this woman's house. And when the woman opened the door, he said that, let me serve you. I would like to do some good things. Let me make the bread that I brought the flour for. She said that perhaps it's better that I make the bread and you can look after my children. He readily agreed. And he took the meat that was in the basket, grilled it for the children, and started feeding them with his own hands. And as he was placing this morsel of food into this child's mouth, he said, my son, forgive Ali if he has failed in his duty towards you. That's right. This is Hazrat Ali, who was 10 years of age when he accepted Islam and went on to become the fourth Khalifa of Islam. And he had such high regard and love for the people that he served that he too asked of a small child for his forgiveness. Now the story of Hazrat Ali's accepting Islam is actually very powerful as well. When the Holy Prophet Muhammad started preaching, he invited his close relatives to a dinner. And he asked them that, you know, I've been commissioned by God. Do you accept me? And no single person came forward except Ali. And he said that though my eyes are sore, my legs are thin, and I am the youngest of all present here, but I stand with you, O Messenger of Allah. And he proved it all through his life. It is said that Hazrat Ali himself said that I used to follow the Holy Prophet like a baby camel follows the mother. And even people realize that, that whenever they would see Holy Prophet they'll see Hazrat Ali. And whenever they'll see Hazrat Ali, they will start looking for Holy Prophet because Hazrat Ali was always around him. What a beautiful blessing to be called among the company of the Holy Prophet you know, we see people who always are in groups. And if you find one of them, you know the other person is somewhere close by. Similarly, Hazrat Ali had the blessing of being in that close group of Holy Prophet Another incident from the life of Hazrat Ali shows his integrity, his high level of integrity. Once Hazrat Ali was working on the matters of Baitul Mal, which is the treasury, and it was at, at night time. So he had a candle burning beside him. Now as he was busy in this work, a couple of companions came and sat down beside him. 
And as they sat down, Hazrat Ali turned off the candle and lit another one on. The companions looked at each other with surprise and asked, you know, we have come for some important discussions. Why did you turn off the first candle and lit a new one? On this, Hazrat Ali replied beautifully. He said, that was the candle bought by the treasury funds. As long as I worked for the treasury, I used it. Now you have come for personal work. So I used the candle bought of my own personal fund. Because of the bravery of Hazrat Ali, he was given the title of Asadullah, the Lion of Allah. Now imagine a 10-year-old who accepted Islam goes on to become the Lion of Allah. Now the people who had laughed at this 10-year-old perhaps were the same ones who were afraid of this Lion of Allah. Looking at this aspect of Hazrat Ali's life, I'm reminded of this beautiful couplet of Hazrat Muslim Aud, in which he says, Jo sache momin ban jate hai, maut bhi unse darti hai, tum sache momin ban jao, aur khauf ko pas na ane do. Death is afraid of the ones who become a true believer. You become a true believer and rid yourselves of all fears. A great piece of advice that Hazrat Ali himself gave to the youth is from the many letters that he wrote to his sons. In such letters, we find great wisdom for all of us to follow. I will relate a very small excerpt from one of these letters. This letter was written for Imam Hassan. In this letter, Hazrat Ali says, I advise you to fear Allah, O my child. Abide by Allah's commands. Fill your heart with remembrance of Allah and cling to hope from Allah. No connection, no connection is more reliable than the connection between you and Allah, provided you take hold of it. Now, we have cell phones in our pockets. The second we lose a connection, the second we are outside of cell tower coverage, or our Wi-Fi goes down, we become so concerned. We start moving around to find signal. We start resetting our devices. We start getting hold of the support people and trying to find out what happened to my connection. I am unable to communicate with my loved ones. But what about our connection with God? Are we concerned when we have low signal, when we are not receiving reception, when our messages are not getting through? There are many people who became on great examples who accepted Islam in their youth. At age 13, Abu Ubaidah bin al-Jarrah accepted Islam. At age 15, Zaid bin Haris, who again is a very powerful story of a boy who goes to the 
marketplace with his mother and is kidnapped and sold into slavery and then ends up becoming the freed son of Holy Prophet Muhammad accepted Islam at age 15. Then at age 16, Khabab ibn al-Arat, he was a goldsmith, again a slave, sold into slavery as a child, accepted Islam at the age 16. You know, the Meccans, they weren't afraid of the stature of the people who were accepting Islam. They were afraid of the resolve of these people. This goldsmith was beaten unconscious when he accepted Islam. He was beaten so brutally that he left consciousness and yet did not give up Islam. So they knew that there is something in the message that people are ready to die for it and not give one iota of importance of giving it up. Now we look at some examples from the time of the, whole, the promised Messiah, from the time of Al-Akhirin. We all know that Hazrat Muslimah's great statement at the deathbed of promised Messiah, when he was only 19 years of age. He said, even if all the people leave you and I am left alone, <coughs> I would stand by you and would face all opposition and I will not give up your mission. He kept this promise so well, and at age 25, he became the second Khalifa of Islam. Now, from his life, there are many incidents which show his resolve and love for Islam and the promised Messiah I will share a couple, time permitting. The first incident is from the life of the Promised Messiah. Azad Muslim, I would say, and I quote From the archives of foolish incidents, I remember my silly incident. Many a time I have laughed upon recalling this incident, and sometimes my eyes have also filled with tears. However, I look upon it with great reverence. And from the incidents of my life that fill me with pride, there is one among them that is foolish. That incident took place one night in the time of the promised Messiah when we were sleeping in the courtyard. It was summertime and rain clouds suddenly appeared in the night sky and there was roaring thunder. During this, lightning fell somewhere close to Qadian. However, the blast was so loud that every household in Qadian thought this lightning must have struck their houses. Owing to the blast and some rainstorm, everyone went into their rooms. When the lightning struck, those of us sleeping in the courtyard also got up and went inside. I remember that scene to this day. When Promised Messiah was going inside, 
I covered his head with my two hands so that if lightning struck it, it would strike me, not him. Later, when I returned to my senses, I laughed at my actions. It was because of him that we were to be saved from lightning, not that he could be protected by us. I think that action of mine was no less than that of a madman. However, I am always happy because this action made manifest to me my love for Promised Messiah. Sometimes a person is unaware of how he loves someone. When this type of incident occurs, he can estimate how deep and profound his love is. When this type of incident occurs, he can estimate how deep and profound his love is. So when the feelings of extreme love are aroused, the intellect fails. Love tosses wisdom one to one side. Love rejects all fear, and it becomes to the fore by itself. Another incident from the life of as a Muslim Aud is related by Sheikh Ghulam Ahmed Sahib, who had just converted to Islam at the hands of Promised Messiah, and he had progressed in faith and sincerity to a high degree. He used to relate that once he had resolved that I will spend the night in the Mubarak Mosque, and in solitude, I shall ask of whatever my heart desires. But what do I see when I reach the mosque? Someone is lying prostrate and praying with imploration. I could not offer my prayer because of his besieging and was quite moved by his supplication. And I too become engrossed in prayer. I pray to Allah, please grant this man whatever he is requesting from you. And I become tired from standing and waiting for this man to lift his head, say how long he had been there before I arrived. But when he lifted his head, what do I see? It was Mia Mahmood Ahmed Sahib. I said, Assalamu Alaikum shook his hand and asked, Mia, what have you acquired from Allah today? He replied that I have only asked that, O oh Lord, please revive Islam in front of my very eyes. And upon saying this, he went inside. Now, there are many incidents from his life, and many of the youth who accepted Promised Messiah, for example, Dr. Mufti Muhammad Sadiq Saab accepted Islam at the age of 18, Promised Messiah at the age of 18. Mulana Sher Ali Saab accepted at the age of 22, and Muhammad Abdullah Sanori Saab accepted at the age of 28. Even from this time that we're living in, 
Hazur Ayyad Allah Ta'ala bin Nasr Aziz related the story of a young student in Jamia, Raza Salim, who was 20, year, 20 years old. And Hazur related how beautifully he lived his life in accordance with the teaching of Islam. The reality is that youth today are spending an enormous time in front of screens. We find that in many studies, between five to eight hours a day are spent online. And we are living in a time of extreme consumption and exhibitionism. People these days cannot even eat food without sharing the picture of that food. And it was no revelation when an executive from a very large social network said that this constant feedback loop of likes and thumbs up and retweets is destroying the moral fabric of our society. So how do we find, you, find God in our youth with all this fog that surrounds us. Allah Ta'ala clearly says in the Holy Quran, that I am close. Tell the person who's supplicating that I am close. The reality is God is close, but there is fog that separates us from God. I would end by the beautiful couplet of Hazrat Nawab Begum, Begum, Mubarak Begum Sahiba, in which she says, Na dekhai doon tu fikr kar, kahin fark na ho That if you can't see God, then be concerned about the flaws in your eyesight. May Allah enable us, the youth especially, to discover and find God and seek the ultimate pleasure. Khalifa ke labon se jo gulo johar bikharte You've been listening to the MKA Vibe by Majlis Qudamal Ahmadiyya USA, America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. Subscribe to get more of our weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, Lessons from our respected Imams and wisdom from different sources. Tweet us your ideas and thoughts at Muslim Youth USA.